Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After having passed through the House and Senate, Governor Whitmer is set to sign Michigan's red flag law into effect. But one county has decided to not enforce it. There's an 800-year history that precedes this resolution. It is within our authority. It is in our Constitution. Can individual counties decide not to enforce a state law? I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. As a response to the mass shooting at Michigan State University that claimed the lives of three and wounded five others, the democratically controlled state quickly passed red flag legislation through the House and the Senate. It is now headed to Governor Whitmer's desk to officially be signed into law. But how are red flag laws designed to help prevent gun violence? For that answer, I turn to professor of constitutional law at Western Michigan University and retired brigadier general for the U.S. Army, Mike McDaniel. It is more accurately called an extreme risk protection order. And it says that acting uh, upon information that law enforcement can seize an individual's firearms, but that they have to immediately apply for a hearing before a court. The court can authorize that seizure for up to 14 days, but there has to be a hearing within 14 days. So that has resulted, I think, in the most debate. And it's because of the verb there, obviously, the idea that law enforcement uh, acting on a tip, a complaint, the words of a neighbor, family member, perhaps ex-spouse, is seizing firearms because they're worried that an individual is going to do harm to themselves or do harm to others with that firearm or firearms. As expected with laws that touch on firearm possession, plenty of people were upset by this new legislation. I'm really tired of the eroding away of our fundamental constitutional constitutional rights as American citizens. Our two-way constitutional right to own and bear arms must be protected. Our freedom is at stake, and I'm confident our commissioners and our sheriffs, our sheriff will stand strong for the people of Livingston County. Thank you. That was a resident of Livingston County during the public comment section of Monday's Board of Commissioners meeting. And she was not alone in this concern. One only needs to look at history to see that when a population of good, honest people are removed of their ability to, to defend and protect themselves, then only the armed and evil remain. Cain killed Abel with a rock. Adrian Oswaldo mowed down an entire crowd of people at a parade with his car. Pedro Grajales stabbed and killed his wife to death. These are just the skim of the surface of brutal murders not committed with a firearm. It is not about guns. It is about mentally ill and or evil people. If evil and mental illness remain, they will find a way to carry out their sinister plans with or without firearms. 
The Second Amendment gives the citizens of this country the right to keep and bear arms and shall not be infringed. The Ninth Amendment gives all rights not specified in the Constitution to we the people, not the government. Our laws work in a hierarchy. The U.S. Constitution is the highest governing law. Any lower law repugnant to the Constitution is void. While listening to the public comments, it became clear many of the opponents were concerned about upstanding citizens losing their guns and being left defenseless against dangerous individuals. But for Detroit City Councilwoman Mary Waters, red flag laws is about taking the guns out of those dangerous people's hands to keep those residents safe. When you know that you have a family member or somebody in the community and you know that they have mental health challenges, now this law is going to work really well because why in the world will that person be allowed to purchase a firearm? And then when people have made various threats, whether they own a gun or not, you have to take that threat seriously because then they might decide the very next day or the very next hour to go out and purchase one. It is all of our responsibilities to ensure that we have a safe community and that we work hard to save lives. And so we can't be running around here like the wild, wild west. What is going on here? We can't do that. I mentioned that Livingston County Board of Commissioners meeting. That's because the board was considering and ultimately unanimously passed a resolution to declare themselves a constitutional county, essentially saying they would not enforce the new red flag law as a result. Here's what one Livingston commissioner had to say. Read the first sentence of the United States Bill of Rights, 1791. Read the third sentence in this in the Michigan Constitution of 1969. There's an 800-year history that precedes this resolution. It is within our authority. It is in our constitution. It's not made up. It's not fictional, not phony. It is proper. We're not seceding. It is not based on QAnon or the Proud Boys because this board of commission as all citizens have the ancient and current right to petition their government for the redress of grievances. While the resolution passed unanimously, does this mean Livingston County is now exempt from the red flag law simply by refusing to enforce it? Here is Professor McDaniel again. Short answer is no. First of all, they're not passing a law. They're passing a non-binding resolution. In essence, they're making a political statement saying that they believe the actions of the state legislature are wrong. In my mind, it's a political statement in support of a strict reading of the Second Amendment without any uh, liability or consequences to the individuals for making that statement. It's also highly unenforceable. It's outside the authority of a county board of commissioners to do anything in this matter other than make such a statement. If Livingston County, in conjunction with its sheriff's department, decides to not enforce this new gun law, What recourse could the state take in response to that? Back to Professor McDaniel. Two possibilities come immediately to mind. Um, The first is, of course, that the Michigan State Police have statewide jurisdiction uh, over any state laws, and that would apply in this case. It would require an expansion of state police duties, which means more personnel 
training uh, more funds from the legislature, which may or may not come forward, but that's one possibility. You know, the other is that the state legislature, again, assuming it's got the votes, would be able to sort of condition, you can constitutionally condition state dollars allocated to counties based upon their their willingness to uh, comply with state laws. You could put some conditions on grants going to municipalities or counties based upon their compliance with the need to enforce the the extreme risk protection orders. While most people at the meeting voiced their support, a few did speak against the resolution. Here is one resident who, like Professor McDaniel, believes the resolution is unenforceable. I sent you all an email a few days ago, and I don't know if you've had the time to read it, um, so I'll read a little bit about what I wrote. The majority of the residents of the county live in a municipality that has a local police department, and those that don't, the Michigan State Police will be liable to enforce these new gun safety laws, even if the sheriff decides not to. So does declaring Livingston County a constitutional county in a resolution really mean anything? I don't think so. These laws will still be enforced. Leaders should prioritize the safety and well-being of the residents in the county. I certainly hope that nobody is harmed by not enforcing these laws, because I think this resolution could clearly set the county up for a lawsuit. Councilwoman Waters echoes that belief that the resolution could be challenged by the state as well. I can assure you that whatever the county is deciding to do is going to be challenged by people at the state level. I can see the Michigan Attorney General getting engaged in it and so forth. You can't just decide that you're just going to ignore state law. That's why we have them. And to my knowledge, nothing has changed. We are all creatures of the state. So local municipalities, that's city or county or townships, whatever it may be, we are creatures of the state. And when you look at the state, well, then state becomes a creature of the federal government. So everybody has some rules, somebody that they have to answer to. With the bill heading to Governor Whitmer's desk, Michigan will have a red flag law very soon. But Livingston County is likely just the beginning of long challenges and legal battles in this law's enforcement. Thanks to Professor Michael McDaniel and Detroit Councilwoman Mary Waters for their opinions and expertise in this episode. And as always, this episode would not be possible without WWJ's digital team. Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Make sure you don't miss out on new episodes of The Daily J by subscribing using the Odyssey app or get it wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Brian Fisher, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 